Welcome to the DJE Podcast, where you will learn about real estate investing from real life examples. Here's your host, Devin Elder. Oh, hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. My guest is Calvin Chin. He owns and runs six different businesses that are centered around mission of helping people create passive income. So he's got the capital group, the investment company, he's got coaching company, um, real estate property management company, brokerage, kind of all these related companies, very much like DJE, right? We've got a related company that's a brokerage, we've got coaching, we've got uh, the capital company, the property management company. So Calvin and I certainly have a lot in common in that regard, but he's also just a, a serial entrepreneur. We talk about a project that he's got in Hawaii that's a little bit different than kind of your normal stuff. And then his whole entrepreneurial journey too, right? From the corporate world, they're based in San Francisco and kind of starting there, starting out in sales and then branching out into entrepreneurship, growing the company, talking about best practices for growing and running teams and being an owner of many different companies. And so he's a kindred spirit, an entrepreneur, has had a lot of success in a lot of different areas and some bumps too, right? Some failures that he's not afraid to get into, which I always appreciate when people are transparent about that stuff. But sharp guy, um, Zen Coast is kind of their brand out there and they've based a, a lot of things uh, around that. So we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes. You can go check out Calvin and his, and his uh, kind of universe of companies out there on the West coast. We'll have a message from our sponsors and then we'll get into the show. A five-star review on iTunes helps us a ton. If you can do that, thank you very much. Let's get into uh, a quick message and then the show with Calvin. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by DJE Texas management group, a San Antonio, Texas based real estate investment firm with a track record of transacting on several hundred million dollars of multifamily land and industrial deals throughout Texas. EJE has been in business for over a decade and is approaching 100 team members in San Antonio. To learn more about DJE, visit djetexas.com or the link in the show notes of this episode. This episode is also brought to you by apartmenteducators.com complete ecosystem for professionals to learn how to find, finance, and operate large multifamily properties for profit. You can get started with a free mini course and learn more at apartmenteducators.com or visit the link in the notes. Calvin, hey, welcome to the show. Good to see you, man. How are you? I am doing well, Devin. Appreciate you having me, brother. Yeah, yeah. Glad to have you on here. Uh, you're up nice and early for this on the, on the West Coast, right? Are you currently in California? I know that's where you're based out of. I, I am currently in California, although we do travel a lot. And I wish to come out to Texas a lot too. We actually have some some stuff out there. So we'll go to San Antonio quite a bit and, and things like that. But right now, home based uh, in California. And that's where I'm at right now. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I want to dig into your story. You're a real estate guy. You're an entrepreneur. We're going to get into all that stuff. But uh, to kick it off, how about some background on you? What's your What's your story? How'd you get into this crazy entrepreneurial world? Yeah, so became an entrepreneur by you know being raised by parents that was always telling me to get a job and just work a nine to five forever, right? It's yeah. kind of the opposite, right? So yeah, safe um, route. That's what I did. Yep, safe route. My my dad worked, uh, you know, basically you know from job to job, corporation to corporation, and kind of just worked his way up, and you know that was kind of the model I always saw, and that's what I thought that would be successful, right? Just you know get good grades, go to a good school, get a good job, and then. Just climb the corporate ladder until you were 65 years old, right? And had a yep, nice pension yep. or a 401k. And so that's what I did. I followed the American dream model. And when I 
got a good job and I was in tech for a long time. I uh, thought that I had made it, quote unquote. I uh, thought I'd be successful and that success would equal happiness. And, you know, it did it, right? The more money I made, the more depressed I got, right? But like, I, this is not like what I want to be remembered for on my tombstone. Mm. And I was in sales and, you know, it was always great to make a presence club at the end of the year. And that's kind of what like, uh, you know, your top, you know, 1% of your sales staff goes. And, and I was like, you know, after I made a couple of those and I was like, what do I wouldn't be remembered for my tombstone? Like some of my eulogy telling yeah. people that, oh yeah, Calvin made 20 P clubs, right? That'd be cool. Like, no, that wasn't like fulfilling. They're all <laughs> right. So yeah. that wasn't it. Right. And I can so, relate. Yeah, man. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, were you, uh, I was in sales. Yeah. I was in sales. That was kind of my yeah. first, uh, I did all kinds of stuff growing up, but yeah. ended up as kind of my first, all right, I, we need to get serious here and join a real company yeah. and do that. It was sales. And thank goodness it was, man. What a yeah. skill. I, I mean, that's the skill um, yeah. for entrepreneurs. And we've had some, we've had some leaders of different companies, I think that didn't have the sales skills. And mm. that was like, that was an oversight. Like you got to have that sales skill, man, as a, as a baseline, I think. A hundred percent. And you know, if anyone's listening to this and they're still in college or whatever, and trying to figure out what they want to do with life, I think sales is fantastic because okay. everything is, everything is sales after, you know, school, whether it's with your wife or, you know, in business, it's an awesome skill to have. And it does actually teach you entrepreneurship aspects. You're kind of an entrepreneur at that point, right? Being, yes. you know, in a company. And I mean, you, you, you are going to make money if you are, if you put the time out and you're going to be smart about it. So you have to have, kind of build your own business within that business. Uh, so it is an awesome skill to have. And I'm super grateful to, to have learned that skill, even though, you know, beginning it sucks, right? You're, you're making, you know, cold calls and, and all oh, that yeah. you probably know. Right. But yeah, yeah. Um, it, it teaches you so much about life and entrepreneurship, but um, I got to a point in, in my life there where I was like, you know what, like I need to find something else. Right. And I, you know, I remember going home uh, vividly one night and just typing into Google, how do I quit my job? How do I like live, you know, off, off stuff. And, um, you know, real estate came up a lot. Right. And, right. Uh, and yeah. so I, right. I started reading the books and, and listening to podcasts and things like that. And, and when, uh, when was this kind of what time frame was this when you're this starting was in that? 2015 okay 2015 yeah. yeah and so um you know started reading rich that poor dad listening to bigger pockets you know yeah. all that stuff and just you know giving myself as much knowledge as possible joining the masterminds and to be honest like full transparency it was way over my head like there was yeah. so much stuff like sure. acronyms like you're, you're drinking out of fire hose and it just felt really heavy and i was like you know what let me just you know let me just do it tomorrow, right? And oh, let me do it next week. Oh, let me do it next month, next year, right? And, you know, it was getting stuck into that analysis paralysis stage of just like, I didn't feel confident that I knew what I was doing. And I was scared, right? I was fearful um, that I would lose all my money uh, that I worked so hard on. So eventually got to a point where I was fed up and I was like, you know what? I just got to go do something. I got to stop talking about it. I got to just go do it, right? And I had this wise idea of like, let me go and be a private money lender for a flipper out here in California. All right. That way I'll be a real estate investor. I'll learn that way. And so that's what I did. Right. So we found a flipper, me, my wife, girlfriend at the time, but wife now, and uh, we found a flipper. We had saved up about hundred K 50 K each in our savings account. And went to this flipper, gave her private money lend alone, handshake deal, closing table after she sold it, you know, went to get her checked. And she said, Calvin, I don't have your money. God, dang it, man. This is like a yeah. family friend or had, uh, no, no, just or... like someone that we met at a meetup, right? Yeah. Um, that uh, we thought, you know, was a good person. And 
And um, yeah, and that was our first foray in real estate, right? And, you know. Well, I appreciate the transparency, man. You know, a lot of times on podcasts, it's all the highlights. On social media, it's all the highlights. And so I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you got to tell. There's obviously great things about you know real estate and, and entrepreneurship, but there's also bad things. But you got to take it in stride. And I think the the mindset that we took in that was, you know, we could have said, hey, you know, there's a lot of sharks out in this life. Like, let me just work my safe, comfortable nine to five, and we'll be secure and we can have you know two and a half kids and a golden retriever and all that stuff right, right? yeah um two weeks of vacation two weeks of vacation right but you know i, I I'll, I'll thank my wife for this a lot but she challenged me she's like hey you know what like we were i was 24 at the time she was 23 she's like hey we're young we'll figure this out we, as long as we make sure that we learn from this mistake and we never make the same mistake ever again that's right right and that's what we did and luckily enough you know it did two things for us one it made us better investors right because we knew one day you got to have contracts, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, and two is uh, it made us better human beings, right? Because I didn't want that to ever happen ever again. And so right. was able to recover from that and uh, bought my first. And it didn't knock property. you out, right? I mean, sometimes something like that might have knocked somebody out of the game forever. And I'm yeah. sure that's happened to a lot of people. Critically, it didn't knock you out, learned the lesson and yeah. made it a point to. I think something to think about here, too, is that you framed it intentionally. Right. Uh, you know, Tony Robbins yeah. talks about it's, or any number of people talk about it. it's not really the event, it's how we're framing it to ourselves. And I know I've yeah. used that to a great degree over the years, but you framed it in a way that was powerful, right? Because it's yeah. super easy and almost the default to frame it to yourself in a way that's disempowering. I mean, that, that's 100%. Like, that, that'd be easy to do, right? That'd be the yeah. lazy way. Um, you know, you're probably fighting at the time every day to make sure that disempowering frame doesn't creep in. But there is a way to frame it in an empowering way, clearly, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, I love, I love you said that because, and I wish I could say it was like, just like, oh, if this happened and you know what, we'll be fine. No, that wasn't yeah. the case, right? It was like, it was like, you know, multiple, you know, painful moments of, of thinking about it, right? Being taken advantage of, like feeling, you know, like an idiot because you didn't you do your proper due diligence and things like that. Right. And, um, but like you eventually you get to a point where you could say like, all right, like it's past us now, right? Like how can we move forward? Like we can't just sulk in this forever. And like you said, like the disempowerment, like I call that, you know, being in that scarcity mindset versus being yes. in abundance mindset. Scarcity yes. mindset is I should have done this. I, you know, I, I'm smarter than this, right? Versus abundance is, hey, what is the opportunity here? How can I make this an expansion tool? And what I find like with, you know, mentors of mine that I are the most successful people that I know, they all have stories like this. Right. Yes. They all have the lashes on their back, the scar tissue that you can't see, right. That you don't see on social media. But, um, but the one word I always kind of go back to a lot that I see from really successful human beings. And I don't mean that just in wealth, but in totality, right. Is, right. is uh, resilience. Yes. Right? It's the ability to get back on the horse and tenfold, right. Like looking at that uh, moment of, you know, not what you want result wise, but like a moment like that and looking that as an expansion to like, how can I make this, uh, even better, right? How can I expand right. this to, to my life more, right? And yes, um, and that's what we did. And that luckily we were just able to scale up our, our real estate portfolio from there and learn lessons. Like I, my first property was in Dallas, Texas. Made some mistakes there too, but learned, right? And then sure. San Antonio was my next market. Uh, made some mistakes there, but just kept on learning and was able just to scale uh, and get better, do more creative, more confidence and, and doing bigger deals, doing apartment complexes, like I mentioned before. Sure. Um, to a point where I was able to just get out of my, my W2, right? And what I, what I kind of see is like my path, and, and I, I love this path, is like you go from like creating active income, right? Which is like getting, trading your time for money, like in sales, it's literally trading time for money. 
Yep. Uh, to save enough money to buy, you know, passive income vehicles, uh, real estate could be one of those. Maybe it's Bitcoin, maybe it's stocks, whatever your your, your flavor is. Yep. Uh, to a point where you have enough of that, so that you could focus on passion income, and that's kind of our our entrepreneurship journey was like we did that. We bought a bunch of real estate, you know, started companies around real estate, right? But then started to focus on passion, right? So hmm. we were able to, you know, start a, a capital group, right? So uh, you know, raising capital to to do multifamily, uh, much like you guys. Yep. Um, we have a real estate brokerage here locally in California where we you know, sell in homes. Uh, we have a property management company that does our multifamily stuff in-house. So that's vertically integrated. Uh, we, did a, we have a coaching program uh, on you know, just helping people get into real estate investing, right? Mm -hmm. um, so also vertically integrated there. Uh, but the passion part now is more about one, the coaching program, right? It's just like, I love, like I get fulfillment from um, you know, being able to help one person, right? And that one person be able to help someone else. I, I love the concept of like, a compound effect of impact, right? You help one person that that person maybe creates financial independence and they have the time and energy back to go do something else that in their lives, maybe start a nonprofit or, or do something that changes the world. And, and then that person does something else to someone else. And again, you can just scale that up. And I know I could die happy knowing that that could happen. Um, but it's also allowed us to, the, to start companies like a, a wellness retreat, right? For mental health, right? In Hawaii, right? That we oh, wow. just yeah. started uh, this, this, this year. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's still in the realm of real estate because it is real estate, but it's like sure. this space is for mental health, mental illness, right? And, and how can we help people with this and, and overcome things like that, especially in a challenging year like this where all that stuff's coming up. Yeah. And, um, and that's where the passion income comes from is that it allows you, right? Whatever your vehicle is, it, it allows us to like use the foundation of my job, right? To, to get the foundation of real estate to, to pay our bills and, and, and allow us to have time and energy to focus on things like uh, a wellness center or things like, um, you know, uh, uh, masterminds and, and, and things that actually actually help people, right, mm -hmm. in general. Um, so that's what I, I'm most proud of in, in this journey is, is being able to scale into, you know, you know actually running a business. Yeah, I love it. How much of it do you think is your personal disposition? Because what you've described is is obviously very exciting. And I don't necessarily mean that in a purely positive way, because yeah. it's exciting up and down. I mean, being an entrepreneur, it's like you're on the roller coaster and yeah. um, there's a lot of fear you got to overcome. There's a lot of personal development that must happen. Do you think, but like owning, running all these companies, I mean, that's a whole lot different than just kind of clocking in for the sales job and planning to do that for decades. Do you think you're kind of predisposed for that or you just stumbled on this path and have optimized it? Uh, I don't think I was predisposed to this. I yeah. think my nature actually is security, safety, Interesting. Um, is comfortability, right? Yeah. And I think what I would attribute a lot of that to is this, who you surround yourself with, right? Like, mm -hmm. and just being, and I think it was so cool being in real estate because a lot of people in real estate are entrepreneurs, right? So you're in right. that entrepreneur. It's like the first dip in your toe. Like, you know, people are entrepreneurs there, right? And they're starting right. to, to talk like that. It taught me, just like sales did. Sales taught me the, the first line of like entrepreneurship, right? Without having, but was still having the security, right? Of a salary. Then you go to an entrepreneur, then you go into real estate, right? And it's like, all right, you have another toe in that because you're actually, you know, running businesses there. And then you actually go into entrepreneurship and it's like, all right, you are the person, right? And right. so, uh, you know, I think being able to be around people and like we, me and my wife, we invest so much into ourselves. And I think that's something that people forget about. Like, yeah, you can invest a lot in like coaching programs about how to actually do stuff. But like, we probably invest, you know, six figures, I mean, six figures at least this year, six figures last year, in just our own personal development of mindset. Okay. I have a spirituality coach. I have a mindset coach. I have a business coach, right? Um, 
So like all that has helped just build up this like internal asset that is your mind, right? Of like, how do I actually like look at things? Because there's ups and downs, a hundred percent. Like I, there's no sugarcoating here. Like, you know, there are days that you're just like, I'm on top of the freaking world. Yes. And there are days where like, I am a piece. I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, right? <laughs> and it, I can't, it's so funny, man. Like, I was telling my wife this other day, I'll, I'll share with you too. It's like, it's so entrepreneurship is like, the ability to like some days feel like you're going to be a billionaire and some days feel like you're going to go broke. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's a day-to-day thing. And like your point about like living in scarcity to abundance, it's a constant battle that, but like to train your mind, like when you go through those down points and just knowing that this is the, a valley that I can like, climb myself out of that the next time this happens, I know I can climb myself out of it. Right. right? And just being in abundance all the time that is, is how I look at it is, is how can I be in that flow state all the time? And it's not, I don't think it's possibly 100% of the time, but when you are in the bad states, um, you know, and you have the confidence that you, you'll be fine and you'll be able to get back into that abundance flow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got to, you, you got to do it. I mean, the, the management of kind of your mindset and everything, and it swings both ways. Like you could have, let's say you have an exit on a, a big building or something. It's like this, the high is so good and high. It's like, you got to be careful in that situation, not to make a rash decision. Right. And then on the low side, you know, yeah, you don't want to just like cut everything and let everybody off, you know, it's, and, and at the same time, you don't want to overexpand when it's, when it's high. I mean, that's, that's just the entrepreneurial struggle. One of the things I did a couple of years ago that helped me was to say, Hey, um, what kind of the main company that I'm employed by is an S corp and taking a reasonable salary there on guidance of my CPA. And then I take a distribution from my investment company so that every month for our household is just like clockwork. There's a W2 paycheck coming in from the S corp. And then there's a very healthy distribution coming in that lets us live however we want to live. But if we have a big exit or something on a property, it just goes back in the investment company. So all those kind of tidal waves that are happening in the business are kind of like insulated. We could have a historic month or we could have like a zero revenue month. And like my household income is just kind of just chugging along the same. And that, you know, creating a little bit of space there around kind of the ups and downs, at least personally helped. But um, yeah, the, the, the highs and lows, especially on like say a big real estate transaction exit is like, um, you got to kind of mentally prepare for that, right? Yeah, for sure. And I, I love what you said there, Devin, about like, and I, I struggled with this for the first like couple of years of being a business. I didn't, I didn't take a W2, right? Yeah, sure. I'll just take trolls, right? Sure. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't until- yeah, it lean. I, mean, I mean, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and with the business were making money, like good money. And I was just like, oh, I don't need to take a W2, right? I just, you know, I'll just pull whenever I want, right? Kind of thing. And, yep. But it's not like you said, it's not, it's not really a structured way to do things, right? And one right. of my mentors said the same thing. He's like, hey man, like you should just take like, like plan out with your, with your wife like hey what's the lifestyle that you want to live right and how much does that cost you per month like what's your mortgage payments like you know how much you want to go out to the dinner and like you know how much does that cost and things like that in california that costs you know a decent penny <laughs> um <laughs> That's right, man. but uh so like understand that and then and then take a salary for that right yeah. just take this out so you know that your your stuff is good no matter what and then anything on top of that, that's just a cherry on top that you can essentially grow from the business. And at the end of the year, you can take that K1 and a profit distribution and say, hey, this is a little bonus for us. And that could go into a fund too of like, hey, here's a fun bucket, right? Maybe right. vacations or, you know, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you, you get energized from. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, 
So tell me about, I want to learn a little more about this wellness center. So all the other stuff you mentioned, I mean, you're speaking my language, right? We, we started a property management company too. We started a brokerage, we started coaching, we started, you know, we're real estate operators. So all these uh, associated businesses make a lot of sense to, to kind of spin up the wellness one. How did that come about? What does that look like? Did you, did you guys buy the real estate in Hawaii, but just super curious to kind of learn about that, you know, what led you into that? that whole yeah thing. yeah so actually it's it's uh one of my uh, good friends and, and partners um you know growing up they're just like you know hearing her story growing up for her she had a mom uh, she lives in san francisco here too and yeah um had a mom that they had a bunch of real estate right in san francisco awesome right like you bought real estate 40 years ago in san yeah. francisco it's worth a crap ton right sure and um and you know when she was like 10 her mom got diagnosed with schizophrenia right and the mom was the one who kind of managed all the properties and stuff. And those properties ended up, you know, just, they lost a bunch because she couldn't manage it. People were squatting, right? To this day still are squatting wow. and not paying anything wow. for many, many, you know, multiple, multiple years. And there's wow. law, you can't get, you know, you can't get them out, right? Or It's like multifamily stuff? Multifamily stuff. Yeah, yeah, multi yeah. Like, like, you know, like, like 15 units. Uh, sure. in, you know, which 15 units in San Francisco is like, you know, you're looking at like, you know, 400k door essentially you know yeah door, that's right? so, incredible for like um, 60s 50s vintage stuff yeah like 50s vintage stuff uh yeah. yeah which is crazy um and so um yeah so like she had all these these properties but lost them all right and so uh you know she's wow. one of our one of our in our coaching program she's one of our coaches that teaches our students as well and cool. so you know cool. we're able to get to know her a lot better and and um and one of our me and my wife's like visions in life is to, to help empower other socially good entrepreneurs, right? That's like one of the things that we'd love to do. So when, you know, she came up with this opportunity, they, they actually moved out to Hawaii and started to look you know, for places and stuff. And we got, uh, you know, this perfect place that overlooks the ocean uh, on a walk right next to uh, Kailua Ranch, which is Jurassic Park. Right? Yeah, Jurassic Park cool. In, in okay. Yeah. 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 About two and a half acres there. Um, and, um, you know, basically we bought the real estate. So just a normal real estate transaction, right? Like, you know, this is raw dirt at the time? No, uh, so it's uh, it was a property that was built in the 90s, but like uh, the owner just did not take care of it at all. So sure. it's actually in pretty bad condition. So we're 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 about to do like a about a million in rehab on it, adding you know things like an affinity pool, things uh, like a, a ranch for we could put we're gonna have goat yoga there too. Um, wait a second, goat actually, yoga, that's a thing. I you know, I think goat. I've heard of that, but what it you're out there doing it and the goat, the goats are kind of hanging out with you, chilling. The goats will hang out with you, chill, and now she'll, they'll climb on you and stuff. So it's actually very, <laughs> very like calming, That's awesome. right? Yeah. yeah so, goats are great, man. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So we just really want to have, we don't want to have, we wanted to have this like sacred space where we can just host retreats yeah. or healing for growth. Right. So, um, you know, we're going to run as, as part of that business, probably one retreat a month. Um, it's called Lotus Rising Retreats, one, one retreat a month on just, um, you know, mental health and healing that way. Uh, not, not anything like Stephanie. It's well, we're not like doctors in that regard, but more just like, how do I get over anxiety? How do I get over, you know, uh, you know, feeling not enough, like self-doubt being vulnerable, right. like things like that, yeah. uh, things that, you know, I know a lot of entrepreneurs need, but I know I needed that. Sure. For sure. Uh, and then, and the rest of, of the year, uh, you know, basically renting that space out to other, uh, socially good masterminds that, you know, want to also, you know, promote healing and growth, the empowerment, things like that. So, um, so yeah, so that's that that's the concept of it. And this is our first beta of it. Um, so you know, it's uh the first one and if this or I'll say when when this goes well, we'll we'll start to expand more into like bigger 
maybe even hotel spaces and try to like commercial spaces and really try to convert those as well. So, yeah, I love it. Okay, cool. Thanks for breaking that down, man. And that is definitely a unique uh, approach and, and I love it. Um, we've got some real estate in some different places that are, you know, maybe near a body of water and we've got to go check on those. And, and those are in, you know, one of the company LLCs and those are good investments too. And so kind of blending it, blending it all together can be super cool, uh, super cool to do. So um, from a real estate perspective, let's kind of just get tactical. We're talking mid uh, 2023 right now. What are you guys, uh, what are you guys up to based in San Francisco have bought real estate all over the country um, different asset classes. We talked a little bit about multifamily and stuff like that. What are you guys doing uh, right now from a real estate perspective? Are you are you kind of sidelines wait and see? Are you seeing certain deal types that are working, or what's the what's the current snapshot on the real estate investment side? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we're we're buy and hold people long term. So yeah. uh, yeah. I mean, we're always looking, right? But sure. uh, you know, to do do things pencil out as much as they used to. No, hundred percent, right? So right. you know, maybe you know we're evaluating a thousand deals to to get into one deal right now, or maybe it's you know five x that, like five thousand look at to get into one, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, from our perspective right now, like it's we're still looking, but uh, and most of our our, our uh, portfolios out in uh, the Midwest and South, so like Tennessee and Alabama. Okay. Um, so right now we're just in stabilization mode, right? So some of the projects that we uh, were into uh, a couple of years ago, we're just, you know, making sure that we're stabilizing that to the fullest, like make sure we're maximizing everything there. Right. Um, I just started the product management company earlier this year. So that's okay. just a, a new thing. And that's been, uh, as you probably know, it's been a, a fun challenge in the beginning, but uh, yeah, we've got it to a point now where, you know, we're, we're, we're jamming, which is great. It feels amazing. And I, I'd highly recommend that. Uh, to anyone that is an operator, like having in-house property management is fantastic. Um, yeah, it can feel like a superpower sometimes. Are you uh, having the management company manage your whole nationwide portfolio or it's just certain certain aspects of it? How'd just certain aspects of it, like uh, where we have enough, uh, you know, so just our Tennessee and Alabama portfolio at this point. And then mm -hmm. the goal would be to expand more, but... I mean, some of them, I mean, we have properties like all over the nation. Like this doesn't make sense sometimes. Like we have like only two properties in Utah, for example. Like we're not yeah. gonna, you know, have our, we don't have a skill in that state, right? To be able to yeah. really justify it. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're basically gonna say regional, I think in that regard. Um, yeah. We just have a bigger portfolio. Um, yeah, and then, you know, the deal types that we have been seeing working, right? It's just, it's creative financing right now, to be honest. Right. Um, like the, the last you know couple of days we've done, it's just been creative finance deals, right? We're, we're doing seller financing, maybe with some kind of sub two attached to it as well, but, uh, or assumption of loan um, attached to it. So, you know, we're, you know, we're trying to make deals work and, you know, make it pencil and cash flow mm -hmm. um, from day one. And I think that's like the most important thing. I think, you know, whereas... 2021, right? 2022, we were probably taking a little bit more development projects as well, but now we're not. Um, we don't want to get stuck in a huge development CapEx, you know, yeah. nightmare, right? So right, right now we're, we're more focused on, hey, can we have like a, this is such a vanilla thing, but it, it works, right? It's just like, hey, can I find a mom, pa owner that is tired of being a landlord? Let's, you know, deal with them, maybe do a sort of finance situation. Um, you know, they haven't raised rents in many, many years, market rents have grown so much. And, you know, we'll just kind of go in and do some, you know, light, you know, rehab and renovations of like updating stuff, uh, you know, maybe a utility, uh, you know, package where we, you know, make sure that we uh, put low, low flow, everything in there and, and just, you know, do it that way, which is so vanilla, but it, it works, right? And, oh you know, man, boring why it is works. great. Yeah, boring yeah, is yeah. great. And if it's, uh, the numbers work, that's what you want. Yeah, 100%. So, 
yeah, on that regard, I mean, just, you know, building that out more and just like still looking, but I think for us, like what we are focused more on is, is the passion income stuff, which is how do we build adjacent businesses, right? We're looking at starting a, a tech company uh, based off of FinTech and real estate uh, that yeah. I can't say too much about right now. You're a uh, software company? Yep. Software company, yeah. right? Um, cool. Heard the margins I, can be okay in software. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, when, when things are, you know, in an interesting state right now, and I live in the Silicon Valley, right? So uh, I think this is actually one of the best times to start a company uh, yeah. because no one else is. So uh, I'm pumped on that. And then, uh, yeah, we want to get into a nonprofit, start one of those uh, next year as well. And Excellent. Um, and then a media company too, just to help, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, what we had done in the past too it's like and as you can tell these are all like very like vertically integrated like very adjacent to like yep. the real estate right and it doesn't have to be real estate but it could be like anything that you have that like you can build vertically and i, I love that concept because sure. you're, you're not having to double work right like it's like you know you're in our business but you've done like half that work already because you have another business in that industry already yep. and so uh you know that's that's kind of been our focus is starting to build like more and more and i that's also probably a flaw of mine too to be honest it's like you know i, I get so excited about building new things that i gotta remember like just one at a time <laughs> and stabilize so i'm uh, with you yeah i get i'm easily excitable i guess <laughs> yeah yeah now i'm with you i'm like don't start another llc oh my yeah. gosh yeah. i'm like there's so much optimization to be done on stuff you've already started, but it's like, that's boring. You know, yeah. that's, that's my attorney probably hates me. I'm, I'm texting him every day. Hey, can you, uh, can you write me a, an S Corp and LCA agreement on this? And <laughs> he's just like, Oh, cool. Another one. Great. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's funny. I love it. Uh, yeah. I like the media company idea. It's like every, all of your companies need marketing. They need, you know, we have this tremendous opportunity with social media to put really high quality content out. And that's for like, you could do it for a property. You could do it for the management company. You could do it for the brokerage. You could do it for, Investors, I mean, there's just yeah. like this never-ending demand for uh, for yeah. media and social and and all this and, stuff. And you know, you know, the the the, the callus on that was like all of our companies were doing it individually, right? And I, I got to the point where actually our brokerage and our coaching program had a webinar on the same day, and we didn't even know, right? And I was like, yeah. why am I? Why we have this separate? Like, we should just have it streamlined and just have someone do it all for all of them, right? And right. And uh, yeah, so it's all adjacent, right? And it's like, you know, and that's what I love about it too. It's just like, you know, they all help each other out. For sure. Yeah. And then you got built-in clients too, which is a nice uh, a nice yeah. start. So you're servicing your own um, companies. Are you setting them up all as individual entities that bill each other? Or how do you like to set those up? Yeah, all individual entities that bill each other. Uh, you know, I want to yeah. separate that liability too. Just yeah, for sure. So. And then would uh, they take on third-party clients as well? Like say the media company, you know, hey, it's going to do content or whatever for your companies. Would you third-party stuff too? Or do you try to just kind of service your own? Yeah. So the vision of that is step one, phase one, uh, streamline it, a system across all of our entities, ourselves. Yep. And that'll keep that person, uh, you know, we, we think we can get away with maybe one social media manager. Yeah. Uh, or And it's not even just social media. I mean, the marketing in general and media in general, it's, I think a lot of people think it's just, it's a social media. I think that's one part of it, right? That's awareness. Sure. But like what I, what I find a lot is that people don't understand that. And, and why a lot of social media companies kind of fail is that people will start like, oh, I love this shiny object of like the social media and content, right? But then yeah. they realize like, what's the actual ROI here? How do I actually quantify a return? And that's where, I, you know, sales background, right? It's like, well, how do I actually create sales from this, right? And so where people don't have is like the funnels, right? The landing pages, the actual like, process to actually close and actually have a sales like team to actually close on that so 
um, we're excited to be, bring that whole stack together, um, you know, and, and, and eventually phase two would be once we stabilize it for our own stuff uh, to, to, you know, uh, work with other companies too. Yeah. Growth third-party stuff. I like it. I like it. Yeah. The demand for marketing, that's not going anywhere anytime soon. And if you've got already got five, six companies that can tap into it and use it totally, totally makes sense. So you think that kind of based around one hire to start with the new company and get them up and running and then kind of grow that team. Yeah. We, we, we think that one hire per five entities, one person, five entities is kind of where we want to be at, um, you know, with that, with their salary, you know, looking at probably like a hundred K salary, right. For that individual. Sure. Um, and then, and then supplementing it with some VAs of course, as well, to help yep. with some of the, the tactical stuff and, and leveraging tools. Right. I mean, I, I'm a big believer in, in software and tools that honestly, once you get a hang of it, right. Like it, it can be very easy, right. But we just need to, and we have a process of all of our different entities, but like, what's the best one and how we continue uh, to improve. Like we're at like, I think we're at 78% on like, you know, uh, each aspect of that, but I want to get to like 90% of all of those aspects. Right. And I think that has to do with just, uh, you know, really auditing, like what is working, what isn't working and, and, and having someone be, it would be full-time in that too. I think is, is huge. Yeah, for sure. So you've, you've built a lot, you've got a lot of related, but different companies. What, uh, and you're clearly very intentional about getting coached, you know, having, having a team, having a support system, always curious from entrepreneurs are kind of operating at a high level. What is your, what does your week look like and how do you, you know, what's an ideal week and are you getting close to that or is everything just kind of chaos right now or what's your <laughs> kind of vision for, for how you spend your time, right? The most yeah. thing. I laugh at that because in the beginning, if you ask me like in, in January, it's a lot different than yeah. now, right? January yeah, was right. absolute chaos, right? It was just like, you know, fires, fires, this is not again. What do I do here? What do I do yes. here? Right? Hire people, fire people. Yes. So in the growth mode, it's absolute chaos. But uh, you know, yeah. now this week is an infin- I mean, like I, I talked to you and this is recording this in July, right? Of 2023. Things have been awesome, right? Now it's more I'm managing. So I have, you know, my calls, uh, you know, I have my internal calls Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? And then uh, you know, and then Thursday, Friday, it's kind of like all right, well, how can I work on like more of the growth side of things of the business? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm on management calls, like, you know on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, an hour and a half per entity, kind of just like, just like kind of instructing. I think that's awesome. Like looking at reports, right? We're making decisions from there. I have my operators now in, in place uh, where I'm just like, hey, here's our strategy. Yeah. Go, go implement, right? And I'm going to check, right, on, on the reports and all that stuff. And, you know, on next week on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, like, you know, we're going to check again, right? And see if we're, if we're tracking or we got to adjust something, right? And really, I, I look at it as, um, my analogy of this is like, it's, it's, it's a spaceship, right? So a spaceship, you know, when you first launch, like it takes a lot of energy just getting out of the atmosphere, right? Yes. But when you're in space, you know, you got to just be, it's a, it's a little boosters, right? A little here, a little there, right? Just to keep you on course, right? Because yep. if you're just one degree off and you know, you're, you're, you're a pilot, right? So if you're one degree yeah. off, right? Like you can end up in the wrong freaking country, right? But in space, right. right? Same thing. You just gotta, you, you just gotta use your, your little rocket boosters to kind of like make sure that you're on track and you're staying on track. And that's kind of what it is now. It's just like, until we start, until we start our next our next company, then it's going to be sure. chaos again, right? Yeah, it needs a it needs a hundred thousand pounds of rocket fuel to get out of the orbit. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So each business is probably in a different place, right? Some sure. are in the atmosphere, some are kind of rolling, some are you know in like right before the atmosphere, some are we're, we're about to launch, right? So it's just more of a you know which business is it, and 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 kind of how much attention does that need? And typically, the newer ones. Um, you know, need more. And I would say like, yeah, it takes about six months to a year to really get that, that really hang of things. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And that, yeah, once it is stabilized, it is kind of a, it's kind of funny, like, you know, you're flying an aircraft, you kind of have this six pack of, of, uh, of dials or gauges, maybe it's digital or steam gauges, but you know, it's keeping you on track. And it, within our companies, we kind of have the same thing. It's like a dashboard of really, there's like six metrics I'm looking at it's all the way zoomed out. And it's like, you know, we look at them every day, right? Hey, are we on track off track with this? But it is just kind of keeping the dials, um, on track and you know the, the daily kpis are happening um and they're marching kind of towards your your strategy it's like yeah it's just kind of kind of maintenance everybody's in their yeah. in their role kind of cranking away so it's a good spot yeah to yeah and and, and and you know there's always going to be growth opportunities right? no matter what yeah. and i think that's a cool part about it but um you know it's uh i love the, K, the daily kpi thing they're just like constantly improving and, and getting better right and that that's uh you know that's what it is as an entrepreneur right? it's just you're Nothing's perfect and nothing ever will be perfect, but it's just right. a constant uh, journey of growth, right? And strategy. So I love that. And because I used to be like, it's, uh, you know, very heavily like the, the solopreneur, right? Where yes. you're like doing everything yourself, right? Yes. And you kind of learn how to become that non. And actually, I was telling my wife, you know, we were talking about this like two days ago, but um, we have probably worked the least amount this year in our lives, but we have the most companies we've ever had in our lives. Right. You know? Uh, we did the math. I think we're taking this year, we're at four months off. We'll be taking four months off entirely this year, right? Yeah. Based off our, our vacation schedule and stuff. And yeah, and it's just cool, right? We we're just like, so it was so grateful to kind of look at that metric and say, hey, cool, like that. We were able to do all that, right? And really travel and be in a bunch of places and, and still have business that haven't blown up. But that's also a great training ground, too. Like, you go on vacation you'll see if your business can survive without you or not. And, you know, right. I had some wake up calls earlier in the year, like, Oh crap, it, it's not where I needed to be. And, and, you know, we went on a vacation last week and it was very like, wow, cool. Like it's actually operates better <laughs> without me. Right. <laughs> and that's when, right. you know, you've turned a corner and I, I, that's the thing I love the most um, that moment. That's such a huge milestone. It, it, it took yeah. me years and not to say that I perfected it, but same thing, solopreneur and, that's what's necessary, but you get really good at like, I had every software dialed in. I had, you know, I'm just obsessive about this stuff as a solopreneur many years ago. And when you hand it off to somebody, they're just not going to do it like that. And so that handoff process is like really a multi-year kind of difficult thing for me to where now it's like, we have somebody, anything that needs to be done in my company with the exception of five things that I, that I own somebody, there's a person for it. To, to run it or a department to run it. And yeah. And then, and then it flips. It's like, okay, you're a really proficient solopreneur. Well, now the test is, can you go away for 10 days? And, you know, you better be able to, if you're building a company of any kind of size. And that is, that is the ultimate test. Uh, it's also like the best thing for the team is no, 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 you can't come to me. You got to figure it out. And if you can't process system training, new resources, whatever, but like, it's not me. And so that's, yes. it's interesting. It's almost, it took me a few years to almost get around the guilt of that. It's like, no, 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 this is actually the best thing for the business Yes, is for me to be gone more, take more free time. You know, Dan Sullivan talks about free days, strategic coach and, you know, recharge your battery. Like that is yeah. actually the best thing for the business, which is kind of counterintuitive. And I think a lot of us entrepreneurs struggle with that idea of like, yeah. wait, I can have, I can have half the year off and the companies can be growing and everybody involved can, can win. Like, hold on, you know, what am I, what am I missing here? It takes a while. To, it took me a while to kind of wrap my head around that. I think. 
it, it still is. It's still a journey, man. And I love for sure. Which for you, sure. you sound like, yeah, very similar to kind of you're probably ahead of my my journey, but it's like I'm a control freak, right? So yes. in the beginning, yeah, I'll, yeah. Take, I'll, take, I'll take the property management because that's one of our newer ones, right? It's like yep. in the beginning, I was a control freak on everything, right? And like it, to a point, right? In the good way, where in you know, you have to be a solopreneur, you have to like I was doing guest cards, right? And I was just like yeah. seeing how what would respond well and creating a process from that. But like right. I had to like put my my ego aside too, of like, oh, I'm doing guest cards. Like, what the hell? Like I should yeah. be doing guests, but it's like, no, you should, because that's how you're going to build a system that you can pass on to someone else. And once we did that, it was great. Right. And, but like when we went on vacation last week, um, you know, I had a call with uh, our, our, our property management team. I was like, Hey, so how did this week go? And she said to me, it was great because I didn't, I knew that I couldn't get hold of you. So I had to go make decisions. Right. Yes. And I love that because I was like, Oh man, like, have I been taking away power from them? Because Right. I'm my, just my presence, right. Of like, I have to go do, I'll, I'll do this. Right. And, you know, just ask me the questions versus, Hey, I trust you to go make the right decision. You know, our overall vision. So you just go execute on that. Right. And if it's something that's too big for you, you feel that fine, then you can come out and reach out to me, but you know, I trust you to go make that decision. And it was very empowering for them to say, okay, cool. Like you trust us. That's great. I can actually make decisions faster versus in the past. It was like, Oh, should I go do this? I gotta wait for Calvin to respond before right. I make an action. And um, you know, it, it's it's giving people power essentially. Yeah, that's right. And then once they've got that competency, you pretty much don't have to touch that again um, until they you know move to another role or move on or whatever. And you've got to figure that out. But that's extremely powerful, and that's that's something that we've kind of gone through over the last couple of years as well. That that uh, that journey. But it's it's a pretty cool spot to be in, like you said, in in sort of out of the orbit, expended all the rocket fuel. And now it's just sort of making these incremental improvements. Well, this is awesome, man. Calvin, I appreciate you sharing your, your entrepreneurial journey. If somebody want listening, wants to connect and learn more about all this stuff that you're into, what's a good avenue for that? Yeah. Just come follow me on Instagram or Facebook, Calvin Chin uh, uh, feel free to reach out our, our websites. Uh, we have uh, the Zen coast brand. So Zen coast homes, ZencoastUniversity.com, ZencoastCapital.com. Um, you can always find me there. So, I love it. Well, we'll link to that in the show notes. If you're listening, you can scroll down to the description and click through and get uh, into Calvin's universe and see everything he's up to. Um, really appreciate it, man. Awesome to catch up. Wish you uh, success in the, the second half of the year here. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, man. All right, man. We'll see you. Yep. Thank you for listening to the DJE podcast. For more information, please go to djetexas.com.